0: Hello everybody, I hope we're all good. Welcome to Nat Talks. If this is your first time listening to an episode, thank you so much for giving me a shot. If this is not your first time, thank you so much for your weekly support. It means the world to me. Let's get into today's truth talk. What are we talking about today? The idea of strength, okay? Because it has got some toxic, toxic, toxic connotations with it that do not need to be there. And I think that with everything that's going on in the world and in our lives, lives are getting more complicated, we need to remove the idea of strength and what it means to be strong. So I'm going to start from the perspective of the female side and also the male side because I've seen this a lot among my friends. So I kind of i am able to share the picture with you. Okay, so let's start with strength. What is strength? Okay, you can have different types of strengths, obviously. Physical strength, emotional strength, mental strength, which is also could be called mental fortitude. So to be strong, what we are saying is it's somebody who, no matter what happens, they're always good. That's someone strong. You say, oh my gosh, how are you so strong? You know, somebody who doesn't need help, that's someone strong. Somebody that's going through things but doesn't talk about it because they're strong. They don't need that listening ear, they don't need that help, they shouldn't be getting help. Why? Because they're strong enough to deal with things. So those are just some few examples of what it means in society to be strong. To be strong is to be super, super independent to the point where you're like, I don't need anybody, why do I need anybody? To be super strong means you don't cry. To be super strong means you don't say when things are wrong because you can handle it. To be super strong means when you're going through a tough time, you're just going to soldier up and continue going about your day until you solve it on your own. And it's very dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Where does the idea that we need to be strong come from? And I think, you know, we can get historical with it. We can get biblical with it, you know, and we can see that in history, people have always needed to have that strength, right? Um, even just in a Zambian perspective, You had to be strong enough to go through the days of colonialism, right? You had to be strong enough to get through that. You had to be strong enough to get to the point when colonialism ended. And now you had all the issues of it basically becoming a one-party state. And food was, you know, food was high inflation. People were not able to get food anymore, you know. So that is just one example from the Zambian perspective. And what we just need to realize, even from a, like a woman's perspective, women in history have always needed to be strong to carry, you know, to carry the load, to bear the load, to bear the responsibility. Look at an example of World War Two, when the women had to actually now start getting into the factories, when they were not supposed to be, you know that women are not allowed to work back then. But they had to now get into the factories and start helping out and doing men's jobs so that they could focus on the war because they didn't have enough manpower. That's just an example. So as women, we come from a long line of women that have gone through things and that have soldiered through and that have been strong and strong because they had no other choice. That's one thing that we have to realize. And the thing is though, now that we are past all of those extreme hardships, and now we're focused more on, not that I'm saying life can't be hard, it can be hard, but it's a different type of hardship, it's a different type of struggle that we're facing now. So because we're facing a different types of hardships and struggles now, that strength that our previous, um, that strength that our previous women, our ancestors, our female ancestors exhibited, we do not have to do it on that level. And I know this is controversial to say But it's the truth. It's the truth. You know, your ancestors, their Americans' ancestors were slaves, right? So again, it's that thing of women who are carrying the family, keeping the family going, you know, doing their best to make a, a good situation out of a bad situation. You know, they're trying to do their best to keep things going and keep their family safe. So again, different hardships, different struggles you know, and I'm just giving a few examples, and please men, don't attack me and say, what about men who've also been strong, I know that, so when we come into the male perspective of strength, again, it's that thing of your ancestors, for Zambian perspective, had to go through colonialism, had to go through the period of unrest after colonialism, you know, when we had our first president, we have also had our ancestors, male ancestors who are slaves. We've had male ancestors who had to cross maybe from one side of the world to another side, you know. So And they had to be the head of the family and protect their family. So that's a different type of burden and different type of struggle as well. But I think no matter which way you're looking from it, the idea of strength started then. Because you had both sides trying to see their way through a bad situation. But now the struggle is different and things have changed. The struggle can be minimal, but it's something that actually can paralyze you. And you can have struggles that are so big, you know, it's so crazy, but they're also the little things that can also break a person. And that's where we need to reach the state of understanding that it's okay to not be strong in quotation marks because the meaning of strength has been so convoluted, it's not what it should be. Somebody strong is somebody who doesn't give up, yes? It's somebody who perseveres no matter what. It's somebody who is able to voice their opinions and their feelings. It's somebody who fights for what they believe in. But there are also people who are brave enough to say, hey, I need help. That's the real strength. Hey, I need help. Hey, I'm not doing okay. Hey, I'm struggling with this or that. That is where the real strength comes in. When you're able to be emotionally vulnerable. When you're able to say your weaknesses. You know, and not just always say, I'm the strongest person in the room. I get everything done. I don't need no one. You know, because that's toxic. That's toxic. And because we have this toxic idea of strength, you find that a lot of people, especially in my generation and the ones before me, a lot of people... A lot of people, a lot of people cannot speak when something is going on. Why? Because they're supposed to be strong. They're supposed to have everything figured out, which is not the way we should look at strength. Strength should mean when you have an issue, yes, you will figure it out, but you're also able to go to others to help you figure it out. And it's something that we struggle with a lot of the time. A lot of people keep so much in because they do not want to be seen as the person that's the weakest link. We keep a lot of things in because you don't want to be emotionally vulnerable and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. I'm struggling with this, you know, because you're scared that somebody's going to ridicule you or they're going to also, you know, go and spread it to part A, B and C and D, you know, we're scared because we do not want to be vulnerable with other people. So instead, we'll suffer in silence. And yes, I use the word suffer in silence because, you know, there's a lot of us who are going through things and nobody knows. So instead of us having a community of people that we can rely on and talk to that can help, you are your community alone. And so there's nobody to console you. There's not, nobody to offer you encouraging words. You're doing all of that for yourself. And it gets tiring. Being your own cheerleader does get tiring. Being your own support does get tiring. Looking after yourself solely does get tiring. Don't let people lie to you and say, it's, it's fine. No, it's hard work. It is hard work. And as somebody who's also guilty of this, you know, we internalize so much. We internalize so much and what it does is that it just depletes you emotionally over time because there's so much of the weight that you're carrying, you know, and you're not meant to carry that weight alone. Even just sharing with one person makes such a difference, I promise you. You know, but we're just in this mindset of, No, we have to be strong. We have to get through everything on our own or else we're not valid as human beings or else we're not independent. That's not true. That is just the way life has been conditioned to make it seem like if you're not able to handle things on your own, you're not strong. That is just not true. You know, society is conditioned in a way where you keep thinking, I have to be strong. I'm supposed to get through this. I'm supposed to go through this pain, you know. And I always tell people nowadays, because I've been through so much in life, I always tell people, I don't want to be on God's strongest soldier list anymore. Because I really, truly don't, you know? And I don't think that it's something we should be aspiring to, to be the strongest person in the room, because there are different types of strength. But when you start internalizing everything, you're going through things, you don't talk about it, something's happening, you don't say, you know, you're having a bad day, you can't voice that... Everything is just being internalized and internalized and internalized. That is where the real problem starts. And that type of thing, that toxic strength that we are sharing with people and encouraging our children to have, it's not necessary. And it just means that later on in life, when things start to happen, you have no way to cope. Your way to cope is just to absorb it, which is not coping. You know, that's not coping at all. It's just accepting this it's accepting toxic strength and just you know you're just getting along but you're not really happy because you're going through so many things but you can't talk about it you can't say you know you're just sitting there alone with your problems which is not a good thing and it's dangerous because you know these are the types of things that lead to suicide it leads to depression it leads to anxiety it leads to stress you know and yes from the outside you may seem like you're functioning well but from the inside you're crumbling And there's nobody to help you. And it feels like you're drowning. It feels like nobody cares. It feels like nobody understands. But you also can't bridge that gap because no, I'm supposed to be the strong one. I'm supposed to handle everything by myself. I'm supposed to be independent. I'm a strong person. I don't need anybody. I can do it on my own. And I don't blame us who have this toxic strength idea because it's something that's always pushed in society. You know, when you were younger, they told you, don't cry. Why are you crying? You know, did you ever go through that as an African? Because I did. And it's scary because, you know, you, you can be ridiculed for crying amongst your fellow cousins because they're like, ah, why are you being a baby? You're crying. You know, so if, even from a young age, they're already conditioning you towards accepting you must be strong. Something bad happens, I tell you, there's no need to cry. It happens. You should be strong. And you're just there like, oh, as a kid, you're thinking, okay. So I'm not supposed to cry for this, this, and that. I can't. If I do cry, it's either my parents who say something or I'll be ridiculed in one way or the other by other people because I'm crying. So already from that perspective, you can see that toxic strength has been living with most of us for most of our lives, you know, and our parents too. Our parents, too, were also in that space where you're told, you have to be the strong one, you have to be strong. If you've got brothers and sisters, you have to be strong for your brothers and sisters. You have to be strong for the family, you are the eldest, you must be strong. You have to get all of these things done. You're not allowed to complain because guess what? You're the eldest, you must be strong. Oh, we're told, don't, they were also told don't cry, you know. And definitely, when it comes to the male perspective, don't cry. Oh, that generation, too, the one before them, the one before that, it's always been, you're not allowed to cry. So even as young people, when we're growing up, we're internalizing the idea that we must be strong. We must be able to handle things on our own. We are not allowed to express ourselves in the way that we want because it's not the time and it's not the place. That's other thing you'll be told. Certain things I'll tell you, no, these are only things for home. You can only do this at home. You can only talk about this at home. You can only talk about it with the people in your home. But maybe the people in your home are not the environment that you need to discuss an issue that you have. And when you discuss that issue, they tell you, ah, that's a small problem. Why are you complaining about that? Or somebody tell you when you express, they'll tell you no. The people who have worse off situations. Have you ever heard that? You're just there thinking, wow, this is why I don't share in the first place? Yes. So from a young age, we're conditioned that strength, 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 strength is the only thing that we need. And it's not true. And then we're conditioned to not really showcase our emotions. You're always supposed to keep your composure, no crying, keep your composure, keep yourself in check, you know? And when you now have moments where you're not strong and we are going through something, you're told that everything will be fine. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself up. Keep going. And it sounds very simple and sounds very motivational, but it doesn't always work that way. And so I'm going to talk about myself now from my perspective before we go to the male side. So... From my perspective, I am somebody, I am the strongest person in the room. I'm the strongest person in the room. And also the roles that we have in life, before I go into myself, the roles that we have in life also lend to that toxic strength. So if you're the breadwinner in your family, you're going to be strong. If you're the single mother, you're going to be strong because you have to be. Because you're the only person, or single father, or single parent, should I say. You're the only person. You're the go-to. If you're the stay-at-home mom, you're going to be strong. Because guess what? You're handling everybody else and managing everybody else. If you're the corporate person, guess what? You're going to be strong. Because there are going to be moments when somebody is going to say something and you're just going to have to smile about it. But in your mind, it's driving you crazy. In your mind, it's hurt you. But in the corporate world also, we have to be strong all the time. All the time. No matter what our bosses do, no matter what they say, we have to be strong. So there are certain roles that also lead to toxic strength because that's what we've grown up knowing and seeing. Your parents had a problem. Did they ever tell you this is the problem we're facing? No. They handled it on their own. They handled it on their own. As families growing up, did they ever say, oh, this is the problem we're facing? No. They handled it on their own. You know, so there are roles also that lend to toxic strength because in those roles, you're expected to be the strong one. For example, the man of the house. Your dad is the man of the house. He's expected to be the strong guy. He's not supposed to cry. He's not supposed to say, hey, I need help with this. I'm struggling. No, because he's supposed to be that example of strength for everybody else in the family. If you're in a family where you have a man that's the head of the house. If you're in a family, if the woman is the head of the house, same thing. She's got kids. She's not going to be there saying, oh, let me show you I cry. No. So now when it comes to myself, I now have um, internalized strength and i'm somebody that's guilty of this i suffer from toxic strength because um but i'm doing better and that's why i'm explaining myself because there are ways in which you can do better so for me i've gone through a lot in life you know and maybe one day i write a book about it so you can know but from a young age i've gone through a lot and when i was younger i really didn't have a space where i could talk or say my feelings Because it just, it wasn't, it wasn't, not that it wasn't allowed, but it's just something that was frowned upon. Because, you know, it's just like, keep it moving, you're fine, you're fine, the worst people off in the world. So, you know, I even had moments where I'd tell somebody what's going on and they'll tell me, yeah, but people have it worse. And you're just thinking, wow, okay, so you're someone that I can't talk to. So when I was young, I did I didn't really feel like I had a space where I could freely communicate how I was feeling, what I was going through, you know, and I went through a lot. Between being bullied about my weight by various family members. And now, looking back, even that one, looking back, I see and I'm just like, actually, I wasn't, I wasn't um, overweight. I was actually fine, but because I was being... You know, when you're constantly being told something, you also internalize it, you know? So I went through that. Um, I went through bullying as well at school. I went through, you know, dealing with... Um, having two parents in different homes that's also a struggle and sometimes I felt like I didn't have a good balance with that either you know and then we get two years later and now I'm a single mom I'm going through things with the father of my child you know and it's not looking it's not going well at that moment but I still have to be strong I still have to make that effort for my daughter you know and I'm going through also being a girlfriend to somebody a partner committed partner you know, and I'm going through now having to get through uni, which also had its own problems, you know. And all through that, I didn't feel like I had a space to really talk because people make it seem like, oh, why is she always complaining? Or, oh, why is she talking about this? That's a family, that's private, you know, that should be held private. Or Oh, I'm so sorry. You know, they don't have the words to say. Um, so when it came to finding, and that's why I'm saying also, it's just important to build that community. So for me, I yes, I would talk about what I'm going through, but only to a limited extent. The only person who really knew how much I was struggling, uni-wise or life-wise or feelings-wise, is my partner, Che. May he so rest in peace. But he was the person. So this is where I'm coming to now. You must have at least one person. One person makes all the difference, I promise you. So he was the person, he was my go-to person. Whenever I have a problem or a struggle, he was the one I'd be completely honest with because I knew that it was a judgment-free zone. So I'd be completely honest about whatever I was going through and he would listen. That's the other thing. He was a good listener. He would listen and then he would give me his advice and ask me, what do you think, what are you going to do? So then instead of it just being everything's on you, you now have somebody else. You know that you can go to and when it comes to other issues that i dealt with i got burnt which is also another struggle because it took basically a year for me to fully heal and i was in a lot of pain i couldn't wear certain tops you know and then of course i was burnt i was burnt on the chest so i couldn't wear certain tops anymore i couldn't wear certain outfits because it would rub against my wounds and it wasn't fun for me it was painful and i had my cleanings and everything so even there Despite how much pain I was in, guys, despite how much pain I was in, even then I was being told, no, you You shouldn't cry, or no, you have to stay still, and they're cleaning your wounds with hydrogen peroxide, and I'm just thinking, like, what do you mean I have to stay still? This hurts. Or they're telling you, no, 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 just calm down a bit, and I'm just there, like, what do you mean calm down? Because this hurts, you know? Um... So there's just various things in life that I've been through and that I've had to internalize and kind of deal with on my own. But also now, later on in life, I do have a community of people. And that's, you don't have to have a whole 30, 40 people. No, you just need one person. One person that you can go to and understand that if I tell this person something, they're going to hear me. Because sometimes all you need is to be heard. They're going to hear me. Maybe they'll give me advice. Maybe I just need a listening ear. Maybe I just need a crying shoulder. And for me, I've had my best friend. I've gone to her many times to cry on her shoulder. And I am i kid you not. I'm not talking about li- figuratively. I mean, literally went to cry on her shoulder. Because I just felt it was too much. I was going through too much at the time. You know, so it's really just important to have at least one person that you can be free with, that you can go to and that understands you or can at least offer a perspective that you haven't thought of. It's important to have a place where you can voice your feelings. If you don't have a community, fine. That's You know, sometimes we just really don't have people in our lives that we feel, I can go to this person and talk about A, B, C, and D. Okay? But you also need to have somewhere where you're letting out your feelings. Whether it means that you go and play soccer for an hour, or whether it means that you go and play a sport that you love, or whether it means that you go and, I don't know, break plates outside your garden. That's an extreme example, but yes. Or whether it means that you write in a journal, you need a space where you're letting out those feelings. Because the more you keep them inside, the more they start to poison the rest of you and the rest of your life. And you're probably thinking, "Ah, I'm fine with being strong. But probably if people were to, if you to talk to people honestly, they'll probably say, "Yeah, you've been a bit different, you're a bit off. There are moments here and there where it felt like you kind of snapped at me." But you know, and it's just because we don't realize how being toxically strong affects us. We don't realize it. And a lot of the time, we think we're fine, but the people around us and our environment, it shows that we're not fine, but we're pretending to be fine. You know, and like I said. You cannot let people, and like I'm going to say now, you cannot let people shame you because you're not strong enough. That's not okay. It's not okay in any space. And yet if you're somebody who does this to people, you need to stop right now. Because I had that happen to me. And you can imagine I was grieving the loss of my soulmate. And I had people coming up to me and telling me I'm not being strong enough. You know, I need to just get through the day, I can't be crying all the time, I need to dress up and go out there and do things because he's gone and because he just expected to keep functioning. That's what people expect, you know? And so recently we had a church service for my late uncle, May rest in Peace, and something that really struck with me is what the pastor said. He said that it's very easy for somebody who's not going through the same situation to come up to you and tell you, be strong. And I thought, and I was like, hold up, wait a minute. This is actually some really good gems. He's dropping gems because it's so true. It's very easy for the people who came up to me when I lost the love of my life to tell me, yeah, keep going, look at the way you're dressed. You should be dressing up, going out there, doing things. You know, I know you've lost someone, but you have to keep going. You know, or people who came up to me when we lost my uncle and people who came up to me now when we've lost my other uncle and they are telling me, be strong, you know? And you're just looking at them like, what? What do you mean be strong? What do you mean be strong? And it's because they're not affected in the same way that you're affected. So it's very easy to judge people and say, hey, you're not doing your best. Hey, do better. But you're not in that same space, you know. And it's very important that going forward, if you're somebody who shames people, don't do that. Don't shame them for not being strong enough for you. And don't shame people when they cry. Do not shame people. I don't care if it's a 40-year-old person crying. Do not shame them. Because when we do things like that, we're also helping other people internalize their pain and internalize their struggle because they're going to remember, ah, that time when I lost the love of my life, I was being told, you need to dress up. You're not dressing up in a way that makes sense. You need to be looking after yourself, not looking after yourself. You need to do better. You see? And up to now, I can still remember those words, and that's what I'm talking about. We internalize that pain. And that suffering and the embarrassment that we feel. Because we're not doing our best when we should be. And you're there and you're highlighting every way we're failing. So I'm here to tell you, you're hearing it from me first. Strength, 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 strength. Please don't forget the definition of strength that we have now defined. It is not bottling up all your feelings. It's not not crying. It's not never expressing your emotions and how you're feeling. Or never leaning on others. The real strength is knowing when you're not doing okay and seeking out help. The real strength is being able to say, hey, this is how I'm feeling right now. I'm struggling. That's where the real strength is. I beg you, I beg you, please, please. It's okay to cry too. Because as adults we're always told, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Be strong. But life is hard. Things are hard. We go through a lot as human beings. So please hear it from me now and hear me clearly. It is okay to cry. Crying is a good way to get out, pent up emotion. It's okay to cry. No matter how old you are, no matter the situation, even if it's something that people say is small, but to you it feels big, it is okay to cry. Let yourself have that moment. And now we go into... Let's go into the male perspective. Because, wow. (laughs) That's a doozy. So yes, remember how I said that from a long age... So... We already discussed this. We said that from a long, 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 long time, men have always been told you got to be strong. You going through something, you got to be strong. (laughs) You know, and it's been something that has been passed down to generation to generation. You're the man of the house. You need to be responsible. You need to be strong for everybody else. We're all going through something as a family. The man carries the burden. That's what we've been taught. Whether you're in the Western world or you're in... The first world, the second world, the third world, it is an international thing. And it's something that we are still pushing, that men have to be the strong ones. They have to carry all the burdens. They don't need anybody's help because they're the man they can do it. And no, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. This idea of thinking has led to so many issues. I see people struggling. I've dated people. I've dated two people, okay? And I've seen both of them struggle. Because they cannot, cannot admit when they need help. They struggle. So they'd rather struggle with something. Instead of saying, hey, partner, I need help. Can you help me with this? Because I need to get it done. You know, and you're just there thinking, why didn't you tell me? Because then they'll only tell you after they've already gone through months of struggling and dealing with things on their own. And maybe you notice, ah, this person, why is he acting like this? Why is he behaving like this? And you push them. And then they'll tell you, oh, this is what's wrong. And they struggle. I know that there's some men who don't struggle. But most men struggle with dealing with emotions. Their own and others. Why? Because they're just used to, I'm I'm just going to be strong, carry it on. And so because they're saying, I'm going to be strong and I'll just carry on. Even your problems, whether you're in a relationship, marriage, your problems now, they're just thinking, "Ah, why can't she just also carry it on, We'll, we'll deal with it. You know, and it ends there. So because they're just so scared that if they show emotions they express themselves they tell you what's wrong they're going to be ridiculed which is a fair assumption because a lot of the times that's what we do even relationships if your man is not strong enough you're going to leave him because you're like "Oh, oh can you believe this guy all the time he's telling me how he's feeling all the time he's doing this every time he has a problem he's telling me there are people like that why because they're also uncomfortable with the fact that there's a man who's not your typical strong man, that as society we said, you have to be. And so, because a lot of the times they feel like they can't come to us, women, because they'll be ridiculed, they'll feel embarrassed, they'll be shamed, they think that whatever they tell us is going to be out on Facebook within hours, they now start to also internalize their own pain and struggle. And as women, please, I'm begging you, we need to do better with that. And it's not just with women, even if they're fellow men, you would think that, oh, because they are guys, they'll be like, oh, you know, man to man, I'm not feeling okay. Or man to man, I'm struggling. That's not how it works. Even with guys, they'll be ridiculed because there's still those traditional strong man types that believe that this is what a man should look like and it can't be anything else. So again, I'm going to talk about my own experience. So like I said, I've dated two, I've had two long-term relationships. Okay. And the same, the same, the female is always the same. They'll be struggling with something. I'd have to pull it, pull it, pull it, pull it out of them. I'd have to reassure them and tell them, hey, it's okay that you're struggling. Hey, let me help you. It's fine. Tell me what's going on. It becomes such a, it's really hard to pull it out of them. But when you start to make that effort to pull things out of them, they see, okay, within her, I have a partner, or even if it's just a friend, with this friend, I have a safe space. And it's important for men to also have a safe space because it's so scary, the amount of suicides, the amount of depression, the amount of anxiety, the amount of stress that men also face, you know. And a lot of times, I'll just focus on the female perspective, which is why I'm adding this perspective as somebody who dated a strong, strong man, you know. Um, so what I noticed with my longest-term relationship is that once we got into that space where he felt like he could talk to me about anything, he had a problem, we were dealing with it together, I have a problem, we're dealing with it together, we're helping each other out. So it's a give and take. Oh my goodness, it made such a difference. Yes, he still had moments where he keep things to himself because you know at the end of the day, like you can only change so much within a person. And they can only change so much. But at the same time, a lot of the major issues he would come to me. Because I was his safe space. You feel me? I was his safe space. And I was his understanding space. And I was his listening ear. So over time, when he had a problem, he would tell me right away. I wouldn't have to now start pulling it out and saying, Hey, I'm acting different. What's going on? And doing all these 21 questions till you get there. But especially in African culture. Oh my goodness. I want to talk about African culture because that's where we are. So even men... In African culture, we've conditioned them that you have to be strong. If you're not strong, you're not good enough. If you're not strong, you're an embarrassment. If you're not strong, you'll be shamed. And it's really sad because uh, life is a lot and men also go through a lot. So I'm just trying to encourage you, whether it's your brother, your boyfriend, your husband, your cousin, please, if you see them struggling or if they come to you, please be an open space, be a safe space. So yes, I know I've gone on and on about this, but it's something I feel so passionately about as I'm still working on myself and how to deal with the need to always be strong and just get through everything, you know, and I have people come up to me and tell me, oh my gosh, you're so strong. You've been through so much, how have you survived? You know, and a lot of the times when people are telling me that, the truth is I wasn't surviving. I was not surviving. I was just existing. I was, I was existing. I wasn't living, you know, and up to now, I still struggle and I don't share the extent of the struggle because I'm still suffering from that toxic strength thing of, um, you know, I need to be strong. I need to handle everything. So I have people come up to me and tell me you're the strongest person I know. And I know they mean it as a compliment, but for me, it just hurts that I've thought that I need to be the strongest person I know and that I've needed to be strong and strong and strong and strong. You know, so I'm sorry if you told me I'm a strong person, please don't think that I'm dissing you. I'm just saying that it's painful to realize that I had to kind of have this thing where I have to be the strongest person and deal with everything. And I'm struggling secretly, you know, so I'm gonna work on that. I'm promising to work on it, and I hope if you're listening to this and you're someone who suffers from toxic strength, I hope that you're also planning to work on it. I know it's not easy at all to break patterns that have been born into us or patterns that have been in us our whole lives but it's possible and i'm working on myself you know i had more people telling me oh my gosh you're the strongest person i know you're doing so well and then every night i was on the floor crying you know so that's just an example i was on the floor crying every single night when i know everybody's asleep and no one will judge me that's not how now i have my grieving time so trust me when i say we need to work on this we need to work on this it's not okay to be strong, strong anymore. It's not okay to just have this idea of toxic strength because it affects you mentally, it affects you emotionally. Sometimes it can even be physically, you know? So I hope going forward, we're all going to be an encouraging space for everybody that you know. Be an encouraging space, be a safe space. Even just be a listening ear. Sometimes all we need is a listening ear. Thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and please tune in. For next the next episode, I was about to say next week because I forgot we're doing two episodes a week now. The next episode is going to be something light. I'm trying to balance the heavy with the light, you know. Yeah. So thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your day. Enjoy your evening if you're listening to somewhere where it's evening. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate you taking this seriously because this is a serious topic. So thank you so much for listening, and I know it was a long episode. I'm sorry but some of them will belong because I have to explain myself so that I'm not crucified in comments or crucified on the internet.